Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And we are recapping a game. We're a little late, folks, but we're recapping a game from Monday, August 28th. It was Milwaukee Brewers at Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. Um, a lot of stakes uh, were at play. Uh, that, that's not actually a, a phrase, but uh, it, it was a high-stakes mm-hmm. game. Um, the Cubs and the Brewers are in a, a tight division race now, so it was, it was the first yep. time we'd watched meaningful baseball for this podcast in a while, so that was a yep. lot of fun. Um, we'll be recapping that game for you and all the goings-on, but first, it is episode number 210, which means we need a 210 guy. Um, so it's my turn to do a guy, and for 210... I picked uh, uh, Brady Anderson, who had 210 home runs. Um, nice. Jeremy, you remember Brady Anderson? Yeah, I think I used Brady Anderson not too long ago in the Immaculate Grid, actually. Nice, nice. What was the uh, What was the grid question? It, it might have been Orioles. It might have been Orioles, like 30 plus homers, yep. maybe or something like yep. that. Yeah. Was it a popular guess? I think it was like it was you know moderate it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't like a single digit or anything but it wasn't like 50 percent or yeah, something for sure um yeah uh so that's you pretty much hit it on the the head with that one um when you think of brady anderson you think of that one year where he had 50 home runs uh that was 1996 yeah. i was 10 years old when that happened but i still remember that year i remember people talking about how <laughs> crazy it was i remember people speculating if he was doing steroids um it's just a huge outlier. He hit 50 home runs that year. His next closest total was 24. He did that mm-hmm. in 1999. And other than that, he uh, he hit 21 in 92, but he never hit more than nine, uh, 20 in any other season. He played 14 years. So he hit 210 careers for his uh, 210 homers for his career, but 50 of those came in one season. It was just uh, definitely a, an oddity. Yeah, it, it is for sure. Um I think um, him and Luis uh, Gonzalez were like the two craziest, like you know, home run outputs in the in the steroid era. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, Brady Anderson, like, yeah. I mean, I remember him as a player, and like he seemed just kind of like like a guy who you'd be happy, you know, in center field with like like kind of almost like. I think Yelich was better, but like Yelich's early years with the with the uh, with the Marlins, mm-hmm. like maybe something like that. Um, but uh, although it is interesting <laughs> to bring up Christian Yelich along with Brady Anderson, um, mm, yeah, with the with the kind of like outlier power. But um, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't know that that definitely like I mean, it's hard to remember what he was outside of the reputation post that that one season. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think he ever tested positive or anything or like he, I'm not sure if he showed up on the Mitchell report or anything, but, uh, it seems like improbable that he, that he wasn't on something that year. Yeah. You know, uh, Christian Yelich is a, is a good comp for him though. Um, you know, uh, Christian Yelich maybe hits for a little higher average than, than Brady Anderson, but yeah, generally he hit about, you know, 270, 280, with uh, 20 home runs, which even now is the player that Yelich is kind of back to. He's sort of back to his first couple years um, that he did with the Marlins. He'll steal mm-hmm. some bases. He'll walk. 
Uh, yeah, so that's actually a great comp. I don't. I wonder what their similarity scores look like. Yeah, I haven't scrolled I, down there. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking right now. Um, he doesn't show up on the list. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, not not super like you know overlap. Although a guy who's on this list who I think was the last guy we did was Devon White. Interesting. Yep, right? I, I I saw that too. Um, so yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Christian Yelich hit a home run in the game we went to, which is interesting. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, I I think also definitely like p- people will look back on those two Christian Yelich years where he hit all those home runs and it'll look as weird as. Brady Anderson uh, looked um, uh, now as we look back back on it. Uh, I also don't didn't remember that he ended his career on the Indians. No, I don't know, and I barely remember. I actually, I barely remember he started with he started as a Red Sox too, yeah. and uh, I think I have I think I have his rookie card actually. Nice. Um, and I think I came across it recently when I was looking for something. It'd be um, a good one for the grid. Good one for the yeah. immaculate grid. Um, nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, so that's Brady Anderson. Yeah, good one. Um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, uh, we um, it, God, it, this game definitely seems like longer than than it was. Like it was, was it last week? It, was so it last yeah, Monday? it was last week Monday. So once again, folks, uh, sorry for the delay. Yeah. It was it was a it was a holiday weekend. Um, uh, Labor Day yeah. happened, so it was just kind of a lot going on. Uh, but yeah, it, it it was a week and a half ago. I, I agree that it seems like it was a month ago. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, this may have been the most like consequential game we've seen since the last time we saw Cubs Brewers yeah. or the time we saw them in Milwaukee mm-hmm. um, in 2021. Um, so yeah, uh, it was an interesting one. Um, as a Cubs fan, I got to say it was a, it was a shit draw for me because yeah. this was the game of the series that Jamison Tyon started. Yeah. Um, and I mean the Cubs, they won the next two, right? They did. Yeah. Yeah, so I I've had this pattern of going to the only game that they lose in a series, um, which if they're winning two of three, I guess I'll take it. But um, you know, wouldn't mind seeing a Cubs win. Uh, incidentally, I did I went to the Cubs Giants game today and I saw a nice Cubs win, so um, I'm happy about that. But uh, but yeah, this uh, the Cubs did take the L in this game, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's like down to one and a half games maybe. Yeah, it's uh, I, I I didn't look at I didn't look at the standings um, after the Cubs won. I, honestly, I didn't even follow that game today. I just it was it was a busy day. Um, yeah, but uh, they, yeah, at the at the Cubs game today, they showed like a little kid like in between innings, and he he was the cameraman must have told him to do this or something. But the little kid, maybe when I say little, maybe he was like ten or something, but <laughs> he was holding up his cell phone to the camera and is showing the Brewers final. Okay. Um, where the the pirates beat them, and so like people were like cheering for it. It was, it was kind of weird, but yeah. yeah. Well, any anytime you can get that kind of scoreboard watching in September, you know it's a, a good race. Um, those two yeah. teams actually play each other in Milwaukee the last weekend of the year, so that could yeah. be a, that could be a pretty cool series. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what all shakes down. Then the Cubs, the Cubs still have six games against the Diamondbacks, I think. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it should be good. Uh, for this one, uh, we, we sat in right field, some pretty good, uh, left field rather. We sat in left field. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, some pretty good seats we actually met, uh, separately at the ballpark too. So Jeremy, you, you got there earlier than I did and you were actually able to get there. I think at gates open, right? You were able to I, graph. I was, I was able to get there uh, for gates open. Jack, before I, um, do that, uh, one of the things I saw on the way to the game, I'm turning my camera on Jack mm-hmm. so you can see. Um, let's see. I'm going to 
zoom in on this photo. So I took, I was, so I was walking down um, Clark to the stadium uh, to get there to do some pregame graphing. And um, I was behind a guy in a custom jersey. I'm going to hold it up to yep. the camera if you can read what that. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Why would you what, do that? Why don't you tell the listeners what the, what this custom jersey in front of me says? It says the name is My Balls Itch. Yeah. And the number? 69. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and so it's not M-Y-B-A-L-L-L-B-A, you know, it's. M I B A L Z I C H. So it's like Mabalzich. Yeah, like like as if it was a like an Eastern European name or something. Yeah, like Chris Zorich from the uh, from the Bears. Um, so like I I don't know if the guy like said, hey, well, what do you mean? That's my last name. Like that's my legal name or something. Yeah. Um, and his name was six, and his number was sixty nine. And I I I I snuck a picture of it because I was walking behind him. I mean, he probably would have. Like, you know, he probably would have gave me five bucks if he knew I took a picture and, <laughs> and say like, hey, spread the word, you know, like, um, but like, I, I got to say it was a very White Sox thing. It was a very yeah. White Sox occurrence. Um, um, Jeremy, you need yeah. to put that on our Instagram, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll post it up there now once this episode uh, drops. That's um, a, but, that, uh, that is, that's an all timer, man. I, I wish I would have been there for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I took a lot for me to hold that in uh, for, you know, this <laughs> week and a half. But um, but yeah. So um, custom jersey, Mabalzich, uh 69. Um, so, <laughs> so, but yeah, you're right, Jack. Like it's like an Eastern European name or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. You know, I guess like we, we've been going to a lot more White Sox, Cubs games than White Sox games. So it was nice to get a little bit of the south side up on the north side, I guess. Yeah, wow, that's a that's a good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, so uh, yeah, you you uh, uh, I was coming from work though, but uh, yeah, lucky you though, you were able to um, you were able to get in that stadium pretty early. Yeah, so I was um, I was down there in the corner like uh, during BP, the the Brewers were taking BP, and um, uh, there was like so there was um, a, a family that that showed up. Um, it was like it was like a mom, and it was probably like a a, a mom and like her friend. Um, probably in their like thirties or something. And then like, f- seemed like fucking like four or five little kids. I think that they were like both of their, both of those women's kids. Um, but like the, the mom was like holding one like little baby. There was like a, a little girl and there was like a little boy. And like the boy was like, maybe like a toddler, like the, where he could sit like, and like walk on his own and not have to be carried. And so that, that little boy was like sitting in, in one of the seats so these people came over they kind of emerged from like you know be like by the by the by the net behind the net so we should say like when i don't know if we've ever really described it but when we stand in the corner to get autographs pre-game when we go down the line the net um the net kind of tapers down um and then like at one point so as the like outfield wall rises in the right field corner the net goes down and there's a there's a part where you can just like lean right on the the wall with no net in front of you um if you're at bp you know and you're like you don't have a mitt or you're not paying attention you want to be behind that net you know closer to home plate um so it's it's dangerous whenever a lefty comes up like people have to like you know if the, the crowd is good someone will be like lefty you know, like to yep. put everyone on alert. And then inevitably when a ball comes over, people yell like heads up. And like yep. um, we've 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 kind of like taken on that responsibility as well. 
so we were there and this family was there and it, it was clear that this family was um like they were with uh one of the um Co- they were with the brewers. They were like a family of a brewers person. Yeah. It turns out that they were like um a co- they were with um one of the coaches. Okay. Um, I'm I'm looking at the the list right now. I think it's um this guy Adam Weisenberger. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's this Daniel De Mondeser, I think bullpen catcher. Yeah. They're both bullpen catchers. I think it was the Adam guy, Adam Weisenberger. Okay. Um, so this was like his wife and like his kids and like maybe the wife's friend. So they're they're standing there and they're like they're like there's daddy like look at daddy wave to daddy whatever, but like there's live BP going on and they're like not paying attention. Sure. And so, dude, I swear to God, like a ball, a screaming like like liner comes over and like we yell, I go, I yell like heads up, and like the family doesn't do anything and they're like they're like a row in front of me. They're like not that far away. They're like maybe two two rows, maybe three rows in front of me, and I yell like heads up, and like they don't do anything. And the ball like lands, it, it like fucking like like thunders down on the on the on the concrete like right next to this little baby, this little boy who's like sitting on the chair. Jesus! And and everyone's like, oh! Ah! And then the, the the little kid starts crying, and and I was like, what? Like, in what universe do you hear someone yell heads up and you don't react to it? It was crazy. And and there and the mom was just like oh well oh you know did the ball come near you oh and they they got the ball and like she's like oh here you get to keep it though the ball whatever and like she seemed like she was like couldn't be like less phased by this like kid almost getting fucking killed with this baseball Jesus and then like so we go on batting practice goes on and you know like uh, we're you know I see guys I'm trying to get some autographs whatever and. I don't even know. I don't know if it was the same guy. I actually think too this was Christian Yelich because Yelich was in the box a lot mm-hmm. during BP and was he was he was kind of launching him. Uh, he would go on to hit a homer and a leadoff homer um, in the top of the first, and uh, you know so he carried it over to the actual game. But another ball comes over and and I yell heads up again and again. The mom does nothing. And like this one, like maybe like bounced like a couple seats away from them, but like in their row, like it almost hit them again. Jeez. And. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, and not only are like, I don't know if they should be more aware because their husband, because like their dad is a baseball coach. You would think so. You would think they would be a little more, uh, you know, aware of what was going on. But like, I just, I'm like, are you trying to get this kid killed? Like, what (laughs) are you doing? Like, like, don't you have any, I was like thinking to myself, like, don't you have any like motherly instinct to protect your child? Like, First of all, why are you there? Like, why are you beyond the net? And then how are you not reacting when someone is yelling heads up, like about like, like six feet away from you? I just, it was, I was like shaking my head and I said it, there was some guy sitting standing next to me and I'm like, that freaking kid almost got brain twice. I, I said it out loud to this, <laughs> to this stranger because I couldn't like keep it in. I'm like, what is going on here? And then finally the, the, the guy comes over and he's like, Hey, hey guys, let's 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 get you back in the safe zone behind the net. And like he like told them to get back. And I'm like, did you see them almost get killed like se- like numerous times? Yeah. Like it was just crazy. I'm like, what is going on over here? Um, and they were just, the 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 mom was just like the like she she just like was like smiling the whole time. She's like, oh ha ha, oh look at that, oh buy baseball whatever. And like, 
And it's like, what, what, what is going on here? It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, did did she think like her and her family were immune to getting hit because they knew somebody? Um, yeah. Or did they think like that net was in front of them when it wasn't? Like, I I really don't know, but like. I swear to God, I can't remember if it was the first ball or or the second one that almost hit the little boy, but like, it was like, I'm like, why? I I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, yeah. I mean, you know, even we're pretty alert out there and we usually, we're usually looking at what's going on and even we've almost been brained a couple of times. Um, It's, it's almost impossible to like always have your focus on the batter and the ball when you're trying to also get autographs. So that's actually my least favorite part of graphing over there is uh, there's always at least one or two balls that someone yells heads up and you've completely lost track of, and you have to, uh, you know, you have to just kind of cover your head. Cause if someone yells heads up and you, and you don't know where the ball is, uh, it's not a good idea to look up to try to find it. Um, yeah exactly yeah. but yeah it's uh it's it's tough man i mean you, you'd think that if the mom heard that she would try to like cover up her little kids at least um yeah no I, yeah exactly yeah i thought that she would like do that just like human shield them but i think i think she almost like took cover herself like sure. honestly like it was crazy i'm like I, you know again like i know we talk about kids a lot for two guys a lot, we talk a lot about parenting for two guys who don't have kids but like <laughs> but this was like mind-blowing i'm like come on so you there has to be some sort of instinct that that you know either takes you out of that situation or covers your kid or whatever man it was you know what's crazy as many close calls as i've seen i've never actually seen someone get hit by something there yeah i mean you know i think i i think people either duck move out of the way or try to make a play on it i've seen i've definitely seen guys try to catch it and you know it, it meat slaps off their hand sure. you know but but like yeah no one's no one's gotten like like blindsided by one for sure uh you have to get really unlucky for that to happen but uh you know i if we're back there enough I, I feel like we'll see it um yeah. well that's that that's crazy though but you ended it you got devin williams while you were by there though right i i did yeah, yeah. so devin williams did devin williams was out there sitting on the tarp uh talking to like a coach and and uh someone asked him for an autograph and i I ran over and I vultured in there and got his autograph. Um, and uh, he was pretty, it was pretty nonplussed, but I'll take that. You know, like he was, uh, that go that falls in the not in the nice category. So he, yeah. he was pretty cool about it. He's like, yeah, sure. Like I said, thanks so much, Devin. He's like, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, that was a good one to get. I got him on a Tops Now uh, Rookie of the Year card from 2020. Nice. So it, it's a cool card to get him on. I like handpicked that one for sure. And I've, I've brought it a couple times when I've seen the Brewers. So it's cool to get that one. And then later on at the end of batting practice when people were pretty much in, uh, when the, the Brewers were pretty much in the dugout, uh, Andrew Monasterio was out there, and I, I got him too. Um, I I happened to order a Tops Now card of his, not really knowing what his like future was with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad I did because um, I got it signed. So yeah, cool. Monasterio signed the second night when I got a couple more autos, but I didn't get him. So that was a, that was a good one that you got at, at the bus. He signed. Yeah, he did. He did. Yes. Nice. Um, he, he seemed like a super friendly guy. Yeah. 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 He, he, he looked friendly when he was out there, but uh, yeah, that, that's cool, man. Uh, Williams is a good get. I would have, would have liked to, to have gotten him for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that was cool. Um, I got those two guys. Um, at this point, uh, you know, I was done, um, you know, graphing. I wanted to head up to my seats. Um, I think Jack, you were, I think you might've said at this point that you were in the stadium. So I figured, you know, we would meet up, um, in the seats. 
I ended up, um, I think, so I was in the right field corner graphing, and we were sitting in the left field corner, I believe, or like, you know, shallow left field, I think. Um, so I, I made my way across the stadium. I was walking, um, <clears throat> I think this was like about like maybe like behind where the Cubs dugout is, but, you know, underground in the in the concourse. I, I just made a bathroom. I made like a pit stop. And um, there was a, a bathroom attendant in that bathroom. And um, he was definitely like um, <laughs> trying to like, you know, I you know, Mr. Mabalzich, like, you know, yeah. he might be like wanting to get his, his, his fucking lewd Jersey out there. This guy was like trying to be like the, you know, the personality of this bathroom. Sure. So he was like a bathroom attendant. I had not run into him before, but he was, um, he was standing by the, um, by the sink and, um, guys were like, I mean, and, and keep in mind, Wrigley field still has the troughs. Yeah. So it's, it's a fucking like, war zone in there you know there's fucking god forbid a little kid like a little girl like wanders into that bathroom or something she'll be scarred for life (laughs) um but uh you know there so it's it's not a pretty place plus it's a public bathroom and it's a men's bathroom it's like it's it's not a pretty sight uh but this guy was in there and he was like like proselytizing he was like 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 just like preaching about like his bathroom and so he had this whole routine that he was going over and I honestly was in there um like I was I was probably like really sweaty and so I was like dousing myself with water and just trying to cool off a little bit so I was probably in there to hear like his whole spiel like one and a half times but he's like hi everybody my name is David and this is my bathroom he's like I keep it turned up so you can keep it clean or something like that and he's like you of all the bathrooms here you chose my bathroom and I thank you very much and I'm here to make it a great experience I got paper towels here it's the nicest bathroom stop by during the during the game if you can like he had like a whole speech about like the bathroom he did at one point yeah he said the thing like I keep it turned up in here (laughs) and like it was something like I keep it turned up so you can keep it turned down or something like that like um, but like, yeah, he said like of all the, it's like, you know, on, on airlines, they say that like of all the airlines, uh, that you can choose from, we thank you for choosing us. Like he said that, but about his bathroom. Um, and he was like, I think at one point he noticed I was there a while. He's like, all right, my man or something like, I don't know. He like, you know, signified with me. Um, I think he was maybe saying like, I keep the, the paper towel stocked or something. So, you know, come back here. Like it was, uh, it was bizarre. And uh, again, it also felt kind of that also felt kind of like a, a little bit of a White Sox thing. Yeah, sure. Um, was he one of those bathroom attendants who was trying to get a tip out of you? Well, so that's the thing is like I know in like you know I guess in fancy restaurants they have like bathroom attendants. So like, but those guys and the you know have you been in one of those bathrooms, Jack, where they have like the mints and the fucking like cologne yeah. and all yeah. that shit? I fucking hate that. By the me way, me too. Me too. Because I just want to wash my hands and go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, those guys usually have, like, a tip jar set up yeah. or something, you know? And, like, and they're usually sitting, I feel. Like, this guy was just, like, it seemed like he was in the middle of kind of cleaning the bathroom. Like, so, yeah, I I have to assume, like, he was maybe, you know, chasing for, for, for tips. But, like, there really wasn't, like, a chance to give him a tip. Nor, like, do you expect that situation to be at Wrigley Field. So, no. it was just... It was just weird all around, man. I just I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> yeah, and and like you said, man, it's uh it's it's not a pretty sight. Uh, you, you in those bathrooms, you just want to get in and out as fast as you can. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. 
Um, yeah, so when I when I came in the stadium, uh, kind of right after I texted you, um, I uh, started paying intent, uh, attention to what was going on around me. And from the field, I could hear D Generation X's music playing. Mm-hmm. I, I just heard the... Um, and, uh, you know, I, I heard over the... Uh, or I saw on the screen, it's a WWE night. And I didn't mm-hmm. know it was WWE night when um, when I came. Did you know it was going to be like wrestling night? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I maybe like on my way there or something, but like not like it's not like I don't remember them really advertising it or like you know seeing anything like that. Yeah, and you know I, it, they didn't do much. They brought a, they brought out a couple wrestlers who I didn't know to throw out the first yeah. pitch, and then they had rest. They had a couple wrestlers do uh, the. I think it was the same guys do the seventh inning stretch. I didn't yeah. know. I haven't followed wrestling for twenty years, so I, re- I really only know the classic guys. But uh, it was kind of cool. They played some uh, wrestling music during the uh, inning breaks. They play, right yeah. before the game. They played Triple H's, uh, and I, I think it was Lemmy who did the song. It was like, "It's time to play the game," and like, yeah. um, you know, they, they they played that song for Triple H. Uh, they played the NWO's music, where it was like, "Down to do wow wow, but down to do wow wow," like songs I haven't heard in years. Um, I think that might be Jimi Hendrix. I don't know. Is is that is that Jimi Hendrix? Uh, I know the um, the the Hogan one is Jimi Hendrix. I, I didn't know oh, that the okay. other one was Jimi Hendrix too. Okay, yeah, yeah, maybe that's. I thought that's the one you were talking about. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that's the uh, that 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 the Hogan one uh, for sure. The, I, and I think we were talking about that how Hogan like used that because it was such a popular song. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, there were uh, uh, you know it was they played wrestling songs. That was kind of the extent of the promotion. But that even too though feels like a little bit of a White Sox thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't do too much of that kind of stuff at Wrigley. Um, it was like a special, <clears throat> like there was, um, <coughs> excuse me, Clark the Cub, I think was like dressed up like Hulk Hogan. Sure. Um, and um, there might have been like that same bobblehead, like Clark the Cub dressed as Hogan, if uh, you got like a special ticket. Um, but um, but yeah, you know, like if if the one thing that separated like the Cubs from, I guess, the other the other guy is that they didn't like photoshop the guys like on the body of like diesel or something or, like <laughs> earthquake or something so like uh that would that would be funny if they put like christian yelich's face on like earthquake or like tugboat or something right but um but yeah uh so yeah i don't know it's it's kind of funny it's like i the cubs probably feel like they're like oh yeah we'll do wwe night but uh, you know we won't do that with the graphics like we you know we have a certain standard it's like <laughs> you know you might as well just go all the way that's actually probably one of the more fun parts of like those theme nights for sure so. So yeah, you know, there, there, um, I, I do yeah. feel like there is enough o- there. There is overlap between baseball fans and wrestling fans, or even baseball players and wrestling fans. I, I yeah, for for whatever reason, I feel like there's a lot of baseball players who are into wrestling. Um, I don't know. So yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Um, there, there was a little bit more wrestling stuff, maybe unintended. Uh, you know, late later in the night. Uh, that well, a kid yeah, did. I was I was gonna ask you, Jack. Did you see any like weirdos? Um, like while on your way in, because I remember, I think we were, we were at a star Wars night maybe uh-huh. before the podcast. And we saw like, like just nerds that like seemed were like, seemed to have been there for star Wars night. And like, we're not baseball fans. Well, you, you mentioned that you, you saw a few guys who you felt like were there just for the wrestling. Um, I saw this, like this, like skinny, this like skinny guy wearing a Cubs Jersey, but he, he had like a WWE belt with them. Sure. Which like, it's like, you know, it's funny too. Cause like Jack gets, uh, you know, flagged by security for like the metal in his binder. But it's like, <laughs> how did this guy get a fucking WWE belt through the, 
through the metal detector. I don't know. I'm, yeah, you can you can hit somebody with that and and get a three count on them. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's happened in matches before. So yeah, um, but yeah, my my thought was if you came for the wrestling, you would have left disappointed because there wasn't there wasn't much of it. But um, you know, yeah. even even just the music was fun. So uh, that's a, that's a win in my book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. Um, <clears throat> one thing that that uh, happened as well. <clears throat> excuse me it was um sister jean was there yeah. so loyola's own sister jean um sister jean threw out a first pitch um and she got her birthday right yeah was it it was like her hundred she's like 104 years old or something, something like that it's crazy yeah. um it was a i feel like it was a pretty hot night too it's like it's a little little actually no, i was actually kind of like maybe a cooler night i guess but i'm like it's still it seems like a little uh you know Risk, like tempting fate there with uh, bringing Sister Jean out. Yeah, it seems but, like uh, a rigorous thing to have her get in front of like you know <clears throat> thirty five thousand people and throw out a, a first pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like it. I Jack, you you mentioned um, you know, it'd be cool to maybe try to get her autograph, and I said like, well, Jack, you wouldn't want that to be the the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe maybe best left um, un unexplored I, although i will say jack they they made a sister jean tops now card yeah. from that night nice um so you know if there's a card of it that's a whole other story you know <laughs> so i don't know maybe i'll uh maybe i'll try to get sister jeans uh ink on on there um i will say you know and like i you know i don't know we're i guess we're not really <clears throat> that certainly this podcast we're not very sentimental kind of guys i i you know I, I, I think I have, could have my moments or whatever, but um, part of me with the Sister Jean thing, I you know, it's nice and everything, but part of me feels like it's like, doesn't she just want to like, like be out of the spotlight and just kind of like, just enjoy her time or whatever? Um, but they did. I saw her when they they brought her out when she when she kind of like got there to the stadium. Mm-hmm. I think they she was in a wheelchair and they brought her down like the warning track down like the the first base line and so a couple people were starting to like notice her because i didn't know she was going to be there um doesn't really make sense why she was i guess since her birthday coincided with wwe night but it's weird that she was there also, she was also there on wwe night but um they brought her down in her wheelchair and like some people started noticing her and like a couple of guys were like, Hey, sister Jean, sister Jean. Like they were like yelling for her. And she did actually like put her like hand up in the air, like maybe even like a fist in the air. And I like, kind of d- gave like a, a fist pump a little bit. Yeah. And I, I was like, Oh, that's like, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, that she was doing that. Sure. Um, well, so Jeremy, yeah. what a, what a strange life, you know, you're not, <clears throat> you're not famous for the first 95 years of your life. And then yeah. all of a sudden everybody in one of the biggest cities in the world knows who you are. Yeah, how about it? Um, yeah, yeah, very, very strange. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, so I'm not from Chicago. Was she famous before they did their final four run? Like, were you aware of who she was? I was not. No, okay, no, um, okay. I don't think so. There was like a nun who like used to like predict the Super Bowls, uh-huh. the Super Bowl winners, and and I, I'm like, I think when Sister Jean like um, when I first heard her, I'm like, is she, is that the is she that nun? Yeah. Um, but. It, Actually, as it turns out, that nun like ended up becoming like a counselor at my high school or something. It was weird, weird. but um, but no. So like, I don't, I don't think that that's the same person. But so like, I, maybe if you went to Loyola, you knew her. But like, other than that, I don't think I knew her before. What year was that? Like twenty twelve or something? Yeah, man, was it like even twenty sixteen or seventeen or something like that? I yeah. yeah, I don't even, I don't even know. But um, 
yeah, I certainly wasn't aware of her until then. Um, but hey, you know, good good for her that she's uh, still around. Yeah, and somehow Topps got the rights to her to to make a card of her, so that's <laughs> that's cool too, I guess. Yeah, you you got to get that one signed, man. Do you have it? Uh, not yet. You know, they those they usually take a couple weeks to print and ship, so. Um, I did, I did order, I might've even ordered two just in case. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe you can go see her on Loyola's campus and maybe I can get it signed. Who knows? Oh, we, but, we haven't been to a Loyola basketball game yet, Jeremy. So uh, that's, that's true. That's true. That would maybe be the, the place to do it. Although if I was, uh, you know, Loyola, I would keep everyone a fucking like a mile away from sister Jean because like. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to like breathe on her the wrong way or something like that would be bad. So, um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Um, so yeah, so the the game happened. Um, you know, before we could even settle in, um, Yelich had put the Bre- Brewers ahead, and yeah. there was no looking back. So it it sucked from a Cubs standpoint for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, Yelich was was hitting bombs during BP, and he hit one to start off the game. Um, there were some, you know, there's some good young players on the Brewers. Um, uh, Bryce Terang was in the game. Yep. Um, and Sal Freelich, uh, was in the game. Um, he was actually batting third. Um, and, uh, he, um, this is his first time in Wrigley Field, uh, playing, uh, the Cubs. And, um, his walk-up music, so it's Sal Freelich, F-R-E-L-I-C-K. Yeah. And uh, they, his walk-up music, they played Lick It Up uh, by Kiss. Um, and uh, I thought that was pretty I thought that was pretty funny. Because um, I don't really know, I don't, I don't know that song super well, but I'm like, what could a song called Lick It Up be about? <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever it's about, it, 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 it's not, it, it probably isn't safe for work. But um, they played the especially since it's Kiss. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <clears throat> so they uh, the the organist played that, and maybe maybe that was, they were not counting on everyone knowing what that song was. You but, know, uh, I, I I feel like I haven't heard the organist play too many of those types of songs this year. Um, although maybe I just haven't had my you know been listening too well. Yeah, they. I feel like he's pretty good about it. I mean, I think the the Dodgers guy is really notorious for it. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to think, um, I feel like he did it today, but I couldn't, rem- I can't remember if I look at the lineup, I'll, I can maybe, you know, recall what he played for who, but, uh, they, they do, they, they kind of, they do kind of stay on top of it, uh, pretty well, I would say. That's good. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I was pretty happy with that first inning. Uh, Mark Canna also hit a, hit a freaking bomb, which was, uh, which was really cool. Um. Uh, yeah, I, uh, 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 so we were sitting in, in the left field, uh, section, the 400 section. Um, and, uh, you know, there were, there weren't that many people in our, our section to start off. So Jeremy and I had a buffer seat between us. Um, and, uh, a guy and I, I presumably his daughter who was in like her twenties come up, the guy was a little older. He was maybe early fifties. So they come up and like, you know, we real, like we all realize that they, they have one of our seats, so Jeremy and I would no longer be able to have a buffer. I would have to move one over and sit right next to Jeremy. But the guy did the right thing. Like, he goes to us, he, like, he shrugs, and he's got kind of a sour look on his face, and he says, yeah, yeah. he says, oh, well, I guess we'll see if anyone shows up. Um, and then, you know, they sit, they sit next to us, but they still allow us to, like, get the buffer seat. They don't, like, make us move. And it's like, yeah, man, you, uh, you made the right move, but 
you you still weren't cool about it you know <laughs> no no, um, no no you you could have just been like ah you know what like we have these but we'll just see if anybody shows up but like no mm. you had to be a you had to be a sourpuss about it um yeah so like way to way to do the right thing but then just kind of ruin the moment anyway yeah it was almost like he was willing someone to show up with the way he said that yeah it was like dude come on like don't you guys want like a buffer space too like you know like and it's like they were closer they were technically a couple seats closer because we were had the buffer seat so it's like just chill man like you know it's it's still summer in chicago it's like we could all use the 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 space you know around us so like just just relax man i don't know yeah <laughs> and and if you're gonna be like that just kick me out of my seat just make me move right, one yeah. over like if you're gonna be a jerk about it anyway just just do that right yeah i know it seemed like that was his mo is to like do it but at least he's like well i gotta say something yeah <laughs> so yeah um hey real quick before we move on jack uh paul d young when he came up today um for the giants they played that f- that song by that band fun uh that tonight oh yeah we are young oh so they, weird yeah. okay so there you go yeah uh one example um but uh but yeah so anyway um uh that that was um that was funny I, I i did catch that and i was like um i'm like geez man come on yeah um there i i wrote this note in here this is a week and a half ago now so i don't really remember if he did anything i don't know maybe if you remember anything jack but there was a guy like oddly out of place in front of us basically yes. um actually i did make one joke i think about it um he, there was a guy um also like probably in his 60s i'd say probably yeah. um and he was dressed up like he was a well he was very well dressed. Oh yeah, that's right. That's why I wrote this. Um, <clears throat> so he was like he had like a you know like it looked like it looked like a wool suit. Honestly, it was like kind of like a brown suit, brownish gray suit. I almost want to say he had like a vest under it too. Like, but he was very distinguished looking. He had like salt and pepper hair, glasses, maybe like a, a beard. Um, he looked like an English professor at 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 worst. You know, like sure. maybe like. Um, I don't know, but, um, he, he, he looked like an extra, um, on the set of Oppenheimer. Yeah. 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 That's pretty, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, uh, so like, yeah, he was just like a very classically dressed, well-dressed, uh, gentleman. And he was there with his son who was just wearing regular, like, and his son was like, you know, this guy's a little older. So his son was probably like our age or something. Yeah. Um, and his son was just wearing like a Cubs hat and a t-shirt and like, and, yeah, and, like shorts and sandals. Yeah, he just looked like a regular Joe, uh, but this guy, you know, looked like he would, he just uh, stepped out of uh, maybe Loyola's uh, English, um, you know, four hundred one or something uh, class. Um, but I did notice Jack. I I forget what they were now, but he had so he was dressed all like this, like we just described. But he had like goofy socks on. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed the no, socks. No man, Jack. I didn't see those. I want to say they like had like you know like chili peppers on it or something or something goofy. Like it was like you know, Tabasco bottles, or like those just kind of goofy kind of lame socks you could buy at like target or like, um, you know, Walmart or something that like, it's like, Hey, I'm goofy. I have goofy socks. Um, and, and he had those, but he was still dressed like, you know, like an English professor. Um, so I thought it was, I thought that was kind of interesting. And, um, but other than that, he seemed very like dignified. Like, I don't, I'm not sure if he even like reacted to any of the, like anything that happened in the game necessarily. Yeah. And um, you know, you said he was well dressed, but it was very strange. His clothes were not of this time. I don't know yeah. how how else to describe it. Like his he had like a 
you know, one of those like turtlenecks on and like uh, a, a blazer, like a brown blazer. But um, yeah, it just looked like he was from the 40s or 50s or something. Yeah. I said uh, when he he left early, um, like it was it was kind of odd. Like he left early and like his son stayed, um, which you know the son's a gr- full grown man, so he, he you know he can find his own way home. But the dad left and like they said goodbye and everything. And I think I said to you, Jack, I'm like, yeah, he's he has to go like be a a, a psychologist in you know 1920s Austria, <laughs> um, like because uh, he he to me he was dressed like to me he was dressed like and looked like. Sigmund Freud from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. No, man, I was just going to say Sigmund Freud. Like, yeah, like he, he probably left that game and, and walked across some rocks and like turned back into like old Sigmund Freud. Um, sort <laughs> yeah, of like, right. like Burt Lancaster in Field of Dreams, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he was the um, baseball version. He was like the, uh, yeah, the, I guess the psychology version <laughs> of that or something. But yeah, I was trying to see when. <laughs> when when Sigmund Freud was practicing, I think his heyday was like the the 30s, the 20s, 30s, stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. He looks just like to me in my mind's eye. If you Google like Sigmund Freud from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, that's what this dude looks like for sure. But uh, but yeah. So that was it. He didn't do much else, but he did have those weird socks. So that was kind of funny. Um, they uh, so so the AI um thing tonight. It was uh. I forget what the things were, but it was like uh, they 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 put they put wrestling in the AI, so it was like, yeah. who's your favorite wrestler? or Something I don't know, blah blah blah. He, yeah, he might have said Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and I he, I think he said Hulk Hogan, but it ended up being uh, like a Hulk Hogan Clark the Cub mishmash type of thing. It was it was stupid, but anyway, yeah. they they pan back to the kid like they always do, who's now in the stadium, and I, this must have been pre-planned. Um, yeah. but like it, the kid, the kid ripped his shirt off Hulk Hogan style. And, yeah. uh, it was just, it was just a lot. Yeah, it, it was this kid, Jack, I was looking at, I was looking at the Cubs like Instagram later that day. And like, he was, he seems like some kind of personality or something. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's with WWF or, or maybe he was just like some precocious kid or something, but he was like posing with the wrestlers and he like, cause he, after he said like, you know, they're, they're like, well, who's your favorite uh, you know, wrestler, and it's like Hulk Hogan, and then like he did a thing where he like pointed into the camera. He did something. He did like some kind of move, like like that's right, brother, and like pointed like right into the camera. Right. And and like it was like it seemed like his patented thing, and so he did that, and then he did it like he did it when they showed him live on the screen, and then he ripped his shirt, and like yeah, he like ripped. He was he was like on the field with the wrestlers, and he ripped his shirt then as well. So like. I, I don't know. It was, it was a whole thing, basically. Yeah, it was uh, it was very strange. But, um, you know, uh, another another AI thing. Uh, I guess we've only got a couple more left to stomach this year. I, I wonder if they'll bring it back next year. We'll, um, I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'll miss I, your impression of the of the hot dog guy, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, anyway, the game, uh, the game unfolded. The Brewers ended up winning. Um, Jeremy and I were in left field, so we had to make our way over to uh, right field. Um, we got down to the bus. Um, we we're the first guys there this time. We did a good job, uh, getting down there. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we talked last week about like, you know, announcers who are the biggest jerks. Um, la- last time, you know, Bill Schroeder didn't seem to hear us. So, um, you know, he just passed us by, but, but this time he was one of the first guys out and we called for him and he came over and signed. He was, he was super nice. Um, yeah. I, I said to him, um, I, I didn't even have this plan, but 
I said, uh, yeah, man, I've been I've been watching you do games since uh, you were doing them with Jim Paschke. And he goes, eh, long time. And then, he, you know, he signs it. He kind of smiled. Um, he only did games with Jim Paschke in the 90s for a couple years, but that, that was the first broadcast booth I remember for them. But, uh, yeah, he was he was really nice, actually. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was cool. I Yeah, I mean, like, um, <clears throat> we can only imagine that, that he didn't hear us the previous times yeah. because, like, yeah, he was, he'd seemed like it was no big deal for him to come over and sign. Sometimes we might get a guy who has denied us in the past and they seem almost begrudging, you know, to, to sign. But, uh, no, he seemed pretty cool. And, like, so, yeah, maybe he just didn't hear us before. I don't know. Maybe uh, the, the Brewers lost those games. I'm not sure. But, sure. like, yeah. Um, but, uh but yeah, so it was cool. Um, I I had a really tough time deciding which card to get him on. Like uh-huh. Jack, I ended up giving you like the '89 tops, I think. Yeah. Which is kind of a funny card. He looks like he's like just took a bite of a hoagie or something. Yeah, I think or like he's that... got chewing tobacco in his mouth or something. Yeah, that's probably more likely what it was. But um, so that card looks really cool. I would have liked to have that one uh, signed too, but I I couldn't pass up this '87 tops card of his. It's him like like swinging a bat with a donut on it, like. It seems like pregame because he has a his hat on, not a helmet. But it's like true, like nineteen eighty six Brewers road uniform. Yeah. Um, just front and center. It's a beautiful card. It's like maybe one of the coolest looking cards I've gotten signed. So I was I was really happy to get him on that. And uh, he's got like the mustache. Um, does he have a mustache now or a goatee? Goatee. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but this one, this picture looks a little more like what he looks like now. Um, but, uh, it's awesome. It's just, this is such a cool card and like, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked that I, I got it signed. Yeah. Heck yeah. And, um, you know, uh, thanks for the, uh, thanks for spotting me that card. I appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I was glad I was able to get him too. So that was a, that was a good one. I've been watching him since I was a kid. Um, you know, once again, uh, we did not have a, a ton of luck with the Brewers players on this night. Um, there were some annoying, like there, there was a group of like early twenties, Milwaukee kids. At least I can only assume they were from Milwaukee or Wisconsin. But uh, they had one. They had like a ringleader, and they were yelling at every single player who who walked uh, who walked by. Um, and it was it was again like other buffoons that we've seen at at stadiums. Uh, it's like something that you would naturally just want to go away from if someone was doing yeah. it to you. So it, that was kind yeah. of uh, that was kind of screwing our chances at actually maybe getting some of these guys. Um, so that yeah. wasn't good. He was he was yelling for guys before they stepped out. You Absolutely, know, like, it's it, it takes restraint to to not yell at them and to, to kind of try time it at the exact perfect time. You sure know, sure does, yeah. Um, and this guy just couldn't fucking hold hold his uh, his business. So nope. like, um, like for instance, Corbin Burns came out and Burns was like maybe about two steps away from from walking out of the stadium onto the sidewalk, and before he could even step out, this kid was like Burns. Burns like and it's like not only is he yelling before the guy steps out but he's like yelling like at this crazy like high pitch and he's also saying it weird it was just and he wasn't doing it on purpose that's just like his like excited state but it's like you're not helping anybody including yourself and like you're ruining it yeah like you said he's ruining it for us and like not that Burns probably would have signed anyway, but it's like, you know, he wouldn't even come close to approaching this guy yelling, Burns, Burns. <laughs> and it's like, fuck you, dude. Like, you you know, and like Chris was, Chris showed up and he was like between us and this kid. And I could, the guy was yelling right behind 
Chris and like Chris turned to us and was like making like a face like you know this fucking guy like yep. and uh it just it, you know it, it was just a bummer all around um Brandon Woodruff came out I think he was recently activated and yeah. um he came out and this kid was yelling at him he's like all right WD yeah go get him WD and I'm like do they call him WD Jack no no I've, ne- <laughs> I've never heard that no I mean BW rolls off the tongue better than WD I like I don't know and it's like Wood Druff? Like, does he think his name is Woo Woo Druff? <laughs> like, first name Woo, last name Druff? Yeah. I don't know. No, and you know, they, they call him Big Woo sometimes. Um, yeah. Or even just probably Woody would work. I don't know that anybody yeah. really calls him that either, but like, uh, yeah, man, no, nobody calls him WD. No, it's, yeah, I don't, that was weird. WD, hey, WD. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was weird. And, um, yeah, so this guy fucking, um, just sucked. Um, I guess we can we can allude to it, uh, Jack. But um, you went back the next night, sure. Um, and I did not. Uh, but I was watching the game at home, and they and sure enough, they showed this fucking kid on the TV, like in the eighth inning or something. Yeah, and he, he was, was in, back doing the same shit the second night he, too. He was. Oh okay, yeah. Oh okay. yeah. 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 So um yeah he they, he was sitting in the bleachers and uh, they they showed him. It's like of course this kid gets on TV. Yeah. Not that I necessarily want to be on TV, but it's like this kid sucks. Um, so, um, so yeah, they, um, yeah, that, that was a bummer. Um, we, we managed to get a couple guys though. Um, I, I got Bryce Wilson. Did you get Bryce Wilson? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. On, on his, was it a pirate's card? Pirate's card. Yep. Yeah. I think that there was pirates brewers and immaculate grid, like right after that game. Yeah. And, uh, Chris told me he like used him. Nice. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, and Mark Canna came over and we got Mark Canna. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he didn't sign when he was with the Mets. Um, that could have just been a Mets thing where they're like, okay, yeah. we're not signing for anybody at the bus. Um, he was really nice. He signed the second night, too. Um, so, yeah, he, he obviously seems like a cool guy. I was surprised when he didn't sign with the Mets because I've seen his Instagram, and, like, he seems like a pretty, like, cool guy. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, he was super nice. He signed for us. So I was pretty stoked about that one. Yeah, he um, – I, I still remember, and I, I... – <laughs> there's part of me that wanted to bring it up but not really but like if you recall back to when um bruce maxwell i think was his name um was the first like baseball player to take a knee during the anthem sure like canna like kind of like stood next to him and like put his like arm on his shoulder like in solidarity yeah um you know turn out that bruce maxwell maybe wasn't isn't the best guy he had (laughs) had issues uh that same off season and i think he never i'm not sure if he ever appeared in the majors again but uh but you know it was cool for him to kind of like support his teammate um in that in that move and i would have liked to have mentioned it but i feel like the maxwell guy like kind of ruined the whole thing so i I just you know stayed away from it sure um but uh when uh canna was signing someone behind me was getting him i can't remember who it was but he's like hey mark what do you think of milwaukee and canna goes like i love it he's (laughs) like oh yeah i love it yeah. yeah, it's like, uh, oh, and then, well, and then someone said like, yeah, right, Mark. No, you don't. Like, you just, you're just saying that or whatever. Because uh-huh. um, I think it was these same guys who we'll talk about in a second. But I mean, I, these guys, if if it were these guys who who said it, they're they're fucking pieces, they're POSs. But like, I um, I thought that was a weird one because it's just like, what is he gonna say? Like, 
And like, why are you asking him that? Like, do you think you're gonna get like an honest answer out of him? Like, yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, come on. This this guy played in uh, Oakland. He played in California. Like, he played in New York in, City. He played in New York City. Like, yeah. what do you think he thinks about Milwaukee? Like, come on. <laughs> I know. I know. It's almost like, you know, like he would have been like, well, hey, listen, it's no, it's no Manhattan, but uh, <laughs> but it's it's but it's all right. It's all right. It's like you know. And then the guy would have been like, yeah, man, I respect your honesty or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i love it it's like a good good answer mark but like you know it's you you probably just don't even need to answer that guy but no um anyway um so so yeah mark can sign um after that um these guys showed up and maybe it was right before this but i don't know they were like i didn't even look at them really but it was like maybe four three or four drunk assholes showed up at the bus and um, the smoky lady, uh, the smoky security guard, she was over there and the guys went up to her. I was they came up right next to me. So I was the, I maybe was the only one out of the three of us who heard them. But I heard the guy go like, oh, OK, OK, how much shit can we talk before we get kicked out? And then the woman was like, ah, you know, I, I don't know. Like, just be careful, be careful. Like, whatever. She, like, didn't tell him no. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, cool, cool. And then, like, you know, I think maybe that's when Mark Hanna came out and he said, like, no, you don't, Mark. Come on, be honest. And I was, like, thinking maybe is that all that they're going to say? Like, I guess that it could be worse because we were already annoyed at the guys, the, the Burns, Burns guys. So, like, I was already annoyed with them. So these guys, it, they were just adding to the shit show. But then, like, um, Rowdy Telez came out, and the fucking, this fucking comic genius asshole from the group, he goes like, oh, hey, uh, Rowdy, um, uh, you want a, you want a donut? You, you, you want some donuts? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think he called, like, him a, he called him a fat ass, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow, man, that's really good. Like, did you, like, workshop that joke? Like, I mean, it's a really good joke. It's really smart and clever. It's like you must have like written that and like brought it to the stadium because it's so good. It's like, what a fucking hack loser piece of shit. And like, and we were, we were all really mad about this. Like, uh, Chris was, was particularly mad, like basically stating like fact, which is like, you don't have anything better to do than to just be out here saying like that. Rowdy Telez is a fat ass. Like there's nothing else in your life that's more worth your time than doing this. Like what a fucking loser, man. Yeah. Um, these guys reminded me of, so it was, I think it was two guys, Jeremy. It was the guy who was yelling, yelling stuff. And he had like a black beard. Um, Mm -hmm. and like it was his friend who was like taller and like kind of more heavy set. His friend wasn't really saying anything. He was just like laughing at everything that this guy was saying. Um, of course, but, uh, yeah. Um, so with the Teles thing, first of all, like, this guy was not a, the guy who was yelling stuff was like, he was not a big guy. He was just like an average guy, just about our height, um, just like mm-hmm. average size. And he's yelling an actual insult at Rowdy to Les, like about, about how he looks and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, not like a baseball related insult. Like, yeah, to Les, like, yeah, way to, way to strike out with the bases loaded tonight, you bum. Right. Um, which I feel like, you know, that's not fair game outside of the stadium, but still like it would have been better than what the guy said. But yeah, he's actually like, he's actually insulting Rowdy Telez's appearance, like he's insulting him as a person, and yeah. like Rowdy Telez is like six foot four and two hundred and fifty pounds, and he's a professional yeah. athlete, and you're you're insulting him almost to his face. So obviously, like you know, Rowdy Telez has way too much to lose than to like fuck with a guy like you. But like, what what if Rowdy Telez decided to like get off the bus and be like, yeah, say that again, like say that again to me? You know, what would this fucking guy have done? 
Um, yeah. You know, I, I know, Jeremy, you said like we, uh, you know, we shouldn't swear too much on the podcast, but it's like <laughs> to, to quote Mike Tyson, Rowdy Telez would fuck you till you loved him, dude. Like he would fucking destroy you. So yeah. like, you know, don't, maybe don't say stuff like that. But also like, uh, you know, these guys are just getting off work. Um, you shouldn't you shouldn't be throwing insults at them. And, you know, we're trying to get autographs here. So, yeah. like, we're trying to actually, you know, like like you said, like you said that night, we're trying to get something done. And this guy's just this guy's just ruining everybody's time. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, there's there's so many levels. Like, number one, it's like, first of all, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm uh, definitely a Cubs fan. And like the Brewers have been our, you know, pretty much main rivals in, in recent years. So it's like, you know, there's no love lost with the, with me and the Brewers. But it's like when you're when this is happening, it's like and I'm like on Rowdy Telez's side. It's like, yeah, you're a real piece of shit if that's if that's what's happening here. And like, yeah, I mean, it's just I, I forgot what the other thing I was going to say, but it's just like, no, it's just like the, like that is like a complete like crossing the line. Not to mention the fact that there's a whole row of people. There's like a whole like dozens, a couple dozen of people standing there who actually want to like get the, these guys autographs or take pictures or do whatever. And these guys are out there just like pissing all over all of them. And it's like, you're a piece of shit just for that. It's like, who the fuck are you to come down there and ruin everyone else's time just for your own benefit and not even be fucking one ounce of, of clever or, or funny about it. No, be, like your, your big thing that you're saying is like, you're a fat ass, like eat a donut. Like, you're what a fucking negative 10 loser. Like he's not even a zero. He's like in the negative numbers. Like what a fucking loser. Like fucking, you know, I, I, I wish I, he would have stepped in front of the the Brewers bus while they were driving away. Like what a fucking <laughs> loser. Like yeah. just ridiculous. At one point too, some guy came out. It might've been Bryce Wilson, but he was like, yeah, yeah. I don't even, I have no idea who you are. I have no idea who you are. Yeah. Like, hey, cool. Wait, you're completely ignorant of like who most of these guys are anyway. Like, you don't know anything. Um, yeah, yeah, you're an idiot. Um, yeah. I think yeah. so. I will also say I was a little disappointed with Smoky Lady. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. We I wish I wish that. she would have shut that down. Instead, she was laughing at it, and like maybe she just yeah. hates the Brewers or something. But I, I agreed with every point she made to Nationals Kid when she's like, "Yeah, these guys are just getting off work. They don't have to sign for you at all." Like, where was that lady? Uh, you know, last Monday, like yeah. she, sh- she should have been like, Hey, these guys are getting off work. They don't need you to fucking yell at them. Yeah. I mean, talk about a one eighty. Like, it's just like, yeah, well, I, I almost, it almost makes me feel bad for Nat's kid and <laughs> not really, but, but, <laughs> but it's almost like, well, what, why is he get shit on by this lady? But this fucking asshole, like gets the fucking red carpet to fucking say whatever the fuck he wants. Like, and the lady was laughing and she was like, I'm trying not to laugh. Like you're, but you're, but you're cracking me up. Like she was like, <laughs> like saying that shit. And I'm like, come on lady. Like you're supposed to like, you're the one who's supposed to be keeping this under control. And like, I, you know, I mean, I think we all wanted to say something, but like, we didn't want to get into an altercation. And it's like, it, sometimes it just seems like the Cubs. And I, I guess I kind of get it. It's like, I wouldn't want to do it, but then I also wouldn't want to be a security guard. But it's like, you know, it seems like they try to, like, take the path of least resistance until maybe they, like, have to, have to. Uh, similar to how they've handled Big Shawty in the past. Right. But, like, it's like they don't say anything until they have to. But it's like, I feel like that's a situation where you have to because it's just, it's just shitty. And it's, like, fucking shitty to the people there and the players. If I was, If I was someone on the Brewers, I would talk to, like... 
the traveling secretary and be like, yeah, these Cubs security guards are just letting people stand here and like insult us. It's like something should be done about that. And like the whole thing was just, was annoying. And it was so annoying that like after they kind of left, I think those guys, those guys, the Burns, Burns guys, they were still there. And like, they almost seemed like allies at that point. Yeah. Well, like those guys were dumbasses, but at least they were in their own way. They were trying to, you know, show their adoration for the players. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, um, so yeah, in that sense, we were on the same team, but, uh, it was just, uh, yeah, they, they managed to make those guys our allies. Yeah. Those, the, yeah. The um, yeah. Uh, I, eventually I think that the guy, the guys who, the guy who was yelling insults, like he, he just picked up on everybody's bad vibes, uh, and, and left shortly after he insulted Telez. So thank, yeah. uh, thank God for that. Um, he, yeah, he did. I think he did say something like, you know, we got to get Yelich or something. And then yeah. I said, Yelich already left, and then he's like, "Oh man!" And like, right. I think maybe that maybe that did help him like leave or something. But <laughs> um, I don't know if it was Yelich or someone else. It was might have been someone else. Uh, yeah, yeah, Yelich is a good bet though. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank God they left. Finally, we because there was a celebrity umpire there, we were finally able to make the umpires as they left. Um, have, have we talked about this yet, Jack? On the geez, podcast, um, I, I know that uh, you know you meant. I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast or not, but yeah, yeah. it turns out that 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 uh, black uh, SUV that waits behind the buses is for the umpires. Um, yes, and we 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 I think we've talked about the the Cubs attendant who works there, who looks like Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, um, he always comes out like at at some point, like between maybe like around the time the second bus is there or something. Um, this guy, this this Patrick Wisdom lookalike guy, comes out with like four like well dressed guys, and we're always like, "Who the fuck are these guys? Like, did they just get like a private tour of the stadium?" That or happened something? with the Marlins, man, and that guy must have been an, an umpire. Do you remember that guy? Did he do something? I forgot. Ah, no, sorry, that it's too it's too long ago. But um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we 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 always wonder who the hell those guys are that get into that car. Yeah, yeah, and we think it's like, well, do these guys win like a you know behind the scenes tour of Wrigley field. And like, then they're escorted out of there. And it's like, no, duh. They're the fucking mat. They're, they're the fucking umpires. But I think we've said on this podcast, like, Oh, I wonder where the umpires come out or whatever. Yep. And like, I, I'm not going to give ourselves that much shit because like, it's, you would never know who these guys were, but like, it's funny. Like in my mind, at least I always thought that these were like rich guys getting a private tour. And it's like, no, those are the umpires. Um, it is kind of funny that they all get into like one SUV. Yeah. Um, they must stay you know, at the they, same hotel. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, but they don't even get like a short bus or something. But uh, I guess that makes the most sense. Like it's, you know, it's a it's a nice SUV. Um, but uh, I was there today, Jack, on getaway day, and like the the guy came out with the four guys, and he was hauling like a couple like road cases. Oh, cool. So it was their, you know, it was their umpiring gear. You know, uh, question for you, Jeremy. Maybe you'd know better than me. Does do the same? Uh, does the same crew travel together for the whole season? Um, that's a good question. I, I think the answer is yes, but I don't, I don't know. I know that there's like alternates, you know, that sub in for guys. So like, I think guys take vacations and like, you know, sit out series. Um, but I think for the most part they do because I think that they like get certain crews get selected to do the playoffs. Sure. So I think that, and they get selected based on their grades, I think. So like, I think the answer is yes. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, this is all to say that uh, Angel Hernandez, um, probably the most famous umpire currently working now that Joe West and Tom Hallian are retired, um, yeah. uh, is uh, he was working this series. He umped he umped third base um, mm-hmm. 
uh, for the game we saw. They always say that's the best base to umpire because there's the fewest calls there. Um, <laughs> you know, so I guess it, it figures that Angel Hernandez would um would would do that for the game we went to. But uh, yeah. Anyway, the reason the only reason we were able to make these umpires is that we saw him uh, coming out after the game. Uh, would have been really cool to get him, Jeremy. I, he seems like an actor or something. He has like I don't want to say he has Gary Cole vibes, but He's got something. Yeah. And he was wearing this ridiculous straw hat and like a button <laughs> down. It wasn't a Hawaiian shirt, but it, you know, it almost looked it was like, like a, a Tommy Bahama shirt. Yeah, like a something. Tommy Bahama, or it's like if Jerry Garcia had shirts and not ties or something. It was just like, <laughs> it was a, uh, anyway, he was an, ex- he's an eccentric guy, obviously. Yes, he, uh, he came out and uh, we yelled for him. We asked him to sign. And he's like, he pointed at us and he's like, yo. And then he just kept walking. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. and he did that the second night too. I didn't have anything for him to sign, but I still yelled at him and like, he did the same thing. So, uh, nice. yeah. What a, what a character he see. He seemed like kind of an asshole too. Um, yeah. but in a, in a funny way. Yeah. Like, like kind of like an aloof idiot or yeah. an aloof asshole. But yeah, it's funny. I think like just days before this game, his like final appeal for his suspension against the league was thrown out and stuff. Uh-huh. So he's like he's a guy who's currently suing you know Major League Baseball yet still being you know, still an active man uh, umpire with them and also just gets shit every single time he manage uh, umpires for making bad calls. I think he and got then, he got booed when they announced him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Like um, he's also if if you if fans are not or listen listeners are not aware of this, um, way back when when Steve McMichael. Uh, you know, uh, prayers up for Steve McMichael. But um, when he um, he got kicked out of the game, he got kicked out of Wrigley Field during the seventh inning stretch. He said, like, me and, me and that ump are going to have speaks after this game. <laughs> <laughs> and then Angel Hernandez, that umpire was in question was Angel Hernandez. So even back then he was making bad calls and Steve McMichael was calling him out and he ejected him from the stadium. Um, which is just beautiful. Yeah, that, that's um, a beautiful moment because first of all, that's a total meatball Chicago thing to do, like for on Steve McMichael's part. Also, yeah. I've seen that clip, and the look on Angel Hernandez's yeah. face is priceless. He's like incensed. Yeah, he's like just like I can't believe this fucking guy's giving me shit, man. Um, and you know that this brings up a weird point because uh, this happened with Mike Rizzo during the pandemic, the Nationals um, GM. Oh yeah, but he yeah. got he he got ejected from a game by an umpire because he was yelling stuff. Um, so I think umpires must have uh, the authority to just eject anyone from a stadium, which yeah. is which is pretty cool. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't think I think that's maybe when we found out is when McMichael got ejected. And like, <laughs> I think I think even like when I when it happened, like I thought it was a joke, and then like they're like, no, he was actually like forced to leave the stadium. Um, but. <laughs> It, it's great, man. Um, McMichael is like I, I have a special place in my heart for Steve McMichael. He's um he's not doing well these no. days, and he he's like hanging on like a fucking warrior. Which like I I you know I, I tip my hat to him. I I have a special connection with him not only because of the A five Bears, but I I saw him at Target once. I think I talked about it on the podcast. But um but yeah like but uh, I mean. It, it you say meatball jack it's like it's if as if some like idiot in the stands got a live mic and was able to like <laughs> say something their thoughts on the microphone and it was like it just happened to be like a guy from the 85 bears and he said speaks we're gonna have some speaks after the game yeah because <laughs> he was trying to he was trying to get a point across and he didn't he didn't word it right but you still knew what he meant you know yeah 
no, it's uh, it's great, man. So yeah, the, again, prayers up for for McMichael. But um, but yeah, that was uh, yeah, that's a great moment, and it was very cool to have that interaction with with Angel Hernandez too. It was similar to the interaction I, I was we were hoping to get with Zach Granke with the um, with the Royals, right? But, uh, but but yeah, just like an infamous like guy in baseball, like and just seemed completely oblivious to like his reputation. Just like hey, what's up, guys? Like you know, like <laughs> I don't know, man. It was it was really cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. Um, uh, well, yeah, at least he gave us something. Uh, we tried to get Chris Hook again. Like Hook rejected us. Um, yeah, uh, denied. Brewers pitching coach. Uh, he got on the bus. Like the second bus pulled up. He got on the second bus right away. But he yeah. was like, we called for him, and he just like kind of shrugged and pointed at the bus and went on. Um, I tried to get him the second night too, but he didn't even. He went to the second bus. Uh, like the the two buses were parked there, and he just you know he turned and sort of like he did a Rich Hill when we were there. Um, you walked the opposite direction. So I missed him both nights. Jeremy, you said you could have yeah. got him before the game. Uh, it was a very I, selfless act of you not to get him. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought I could have got him. I mean, in retrospect, maybe he would have just did not like looked at me and denied right. me, but like he was walking, he, I had a clear shot at him. Like, you know, as Dennis would say, you know, I, I basically had the guy one-on-one <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he, uh, you know, and I, I was like, eh, like Jack, I know Jack wants him. Like, we'll, we'll just both get him after the game. And like, sure. yeah, I did, did not know that that would happen. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was disappointing. Jim Henderson, we both had Henderson, but Chris, Chris needed Henderson. So we tried yeah. to call for him for Chris. Um, you used the word glib with Jim Henderson, which I think was, <laughs> which I think was good. Um, yeah, like he, he snubbed us. Uh, and then like, I felt, ba- I felt bad for Chris that Chris didn't get him. Um, uh, that that was kind of a bummer, and then freaking council man, like he yeah. he looked right at us and then just got on the bus, and yeah. we we basically uh, uh, we didn't have him one on one. We had him one on one earlier this year, but uh, uh, yeah, we we've tried to call for him in several different scenarios. He didn't sign. Um, I tried to call for him again on Tuesday night. He looked at me again. He didn't sign. So uh, yeah, I just don't think he signs. Yeah, Jack, you, you, you should try if he's still coaching the team uh, next year, you should you should come decked out in every single like piece of Brewers gear that you have and see if he'll sign for you then. Right. Like, right. You know, I don't know, because I, you were wearing your Brewers hat and I he, didn't, was. he didn't sign for I, you. No, um, they say that uh, it's kind of uh, like 50 50 if he's going to come back next year. His kids are in college. So the rumor is that he wants to just kind of step down while his kids are in college and, and watch them play. Um, people think he's going to go to the Mets because Stearns is going to get hired by the Mets as their like president of baseball operations. Uh, that's not going to happen because like uh, he, I think you know I think he was pissed at Stearns when they traded Hater and like fucked up his clubhouse last year. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. But he's a he's a Wisconsin native. He's from Milwaukee. His dad worked for the Brewers, so I don't really see him taking another job. But I also don't know if he's going to be managing them next year for personal reasons. So we'll I, see. Um, I, I don't think there's any denying that he's done a, a great job. Uh, but yeah, who am I to say good stuff about him? Like he's not, he's terrible at the bus. One of the worst managers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like, he gives the impression like he would never sign. Like there's some guys who like, like I think Bob Melvin, we didn't get, but he seemed like, he seemed like he was trying to catch the bus. Like he seemed like a nice enough guy. Um, but like council just seems like he has contempt for, for us for asking. Like it's, it's, it's kind of weird. It is. But, um, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the second night, I I don't have a lot to report other than the autographs I got. Um, uh, there was, it was me for, for a while. It was me and like one other kid who turned out like, uh, he he was just out of high school. He was like 19 or 20. Cause like some other, some other guys who were his age started talking to him who had come over. Um, 
But anyway, like, you know, he and I and then his buddy were standing there. We were the first ones there. And he initiated conversation with me. And he's like, so who are you trying to get? And I, I feel like that's the graffer's icebreaker, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just like, yeah, who are you trying to get? And I, if you're a graffer, like, you know, your answer is going to be, like, the best guy there. But the truth is you're trying to get anybody. You're trying to get anybody yeah. you can. Um, but anyway, I named a couple guys. And we just started talking about getting autographs uh, and stuff and you know, I was giving him valuable information, like, about how to graph here, and, like, you could tell he was soaking it in, and, like, he appreciated it. Um, yeah. So there were a few guys that I didn't have, but he did. He had, like, a ton of cards, and he, like, Bukowskis came over, and I, I was making all the guys, too. And, like, so I, I called for Bukowskis and got him over, and then the kid's like, hey, do you want one of his cards? I was like, yeah, sure, man. So he gave me one of one of uh, Bukowskis. He gave me Chafin. Uh, he gave me Monasterio, yeah. but Monasterio didn't sign for me, so I gave him that card back. But, like, yeah, he okay. was very generous, and I think it, Whoa. you know, there is something to be said for like making a buddy at the, because you never know how it's going to help you. Um, yeah. So yeah, you just try to be nice and like pay, even if you don't have cards, if you have information, just like pay it forward. If the person seems cool. And this kid did. Um, uh, Who, so uh, what, what, what uh, Monasterio card did he give you? Oh man. It, I shit, man. It wasn't a brewer's card. It might've been a minor league card. Like okay. a, he had like a uh, Nashville set or something like that. And okay. they were from that. This kid was a, you know, he nice, real nice guy, actually a pretty normal guy. But like, as far as the cards he owned, like the kid was a total autograph freak. Um, it was funny. He was telling me he got Telez while Telez was on rehab and we were talking about Telez and how Telez is tough. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I, I got Telez in the minors, but he was weird about it. Um, and I think yeah. that perfectly describes how Robert E. Telez would probably be if, if you wanted to get his autograph and you actually were successful. Um, but, uh, yeah. And anyhow, uh, but I digress. Um, and I also got Willie Adamas, which I was very surprised by cause he's never signed, yeah. but he was, he was really cool. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why he was in such a good mood because they lost that game, but uh, yeah, I did say I took the shot at Adamas saying like I like that he signs after the loss, but yeah. not the win. Yeah, um, yeah, I've heard that Adamas signs for kids right before, like right after the anthem or something. Yeah, like above the dugout, but like they made a point of saying for kids. So sure, um, yeah, so that's 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 a good one that you got him. Yeah, uh, Chafin yeah. was really nice too, man. Um, he was really cool, really down to earth guy. Really seemed like a normal guy. Doesn't look like a baseball player. I mean, that's kind of the joke about him but like if you saw yeah. if you if you saw him at target you wouldn't think he was you would just <laughs> think he was a a, a, a trade a tra like working a trade or something but uh, you know some kid wanted a, a an autograph on a ball and then like he was like he had a pen a marker in his hand and he's like he, he he says to some guy he's like give me your pen i i ain't signing this with a marker like you know so <laughs> nice cool yeah so like he you know he knew not to sign the he cared enough to not do that so uh yeah that That's was cool. cool but anyway um i got bukowskis chafin and adamas so that was a that was a win um, we're, we're going to see the, um, the Diamondbacks uh, in a couple days or, well, this weekend. And um, the, um, back in 2021, I think it was, right, the Cubs threw that no-hitter, yeah. that combined no-hitter on my birthday. And so there's a Tops Now card with all four pitchers on it. So it was, um, it was Zach Davies started that game. Then it was Tapera, Chafin, and, and Kimbrell. And uh, I was, I'm bummed that I didn't get Chafin on that card. Um, if we happen to get Zach Davies, which he never seemed like he was close to signing for us, but I have seen that he signed before. Sure. Um, so if, if I can get Davies on that card, I'll, it'll sting even more that I didn't get Chafin, but, um, hopefully Chafin's around next year somewhere where I can get him. Because, I, I uh, think last year, Jeremy, uh, you know, Zach Davies was having a few personal issues, yeah. um, that, you know, started on Instagram. So maybe he'll be yeah. in, a, in a better mood this year. Um, yeah. 
also, I you know, now that you mentioned that combined no hitter, somebody brought that up to Chafin. They're like, it, it was like a Chris Farley thing where they were like, hey, <laughs> hey, like you remember that? And Chafin was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, <laughs> it was it was stupid, but somebody did bring that up to him at the bus. That is that is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I say all that, and I'm like, well, Tapera, I think, might be out of the league for good at this yeah. point, and, like, Kimberly ain't signing. So, you know, I'm, I'll am i have my work cut out for me if I ever want to complete that card. You tried to get um, get Kimberl earlier this year, right, and he didn't sign? Yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't even try to get him on that card, though, actually, yeah. which now I, like, I, I should. And, like, Tapera, like, might have been on the White Sox when we were there or something, or he might have just got DFA'd right before we saw him or something, and... You know, I I I think I tried to bring that card with, but um, you know, didn't get a obviously wasn't we I wasn't gonna get a clean shot at Tapera, so I don't know. We'll see if I ever get that card completed, but it'll probably be something where I have fucking Zach Davies's autograph on there for like twenty years, <laughs> and like maybe I get these guys at some point. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, that's that that was good. Adamus, uh, that's a good one, and Chafin uh, is cool and. Bukowskis got called up right before that game that we went to, and I was bummed that I didn't bring his card because I think he was maybe gettable Monday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, especially if you got him. He was Tuesday, super nice, so. too. He came right over, so, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So um, he was – he might have been on that team, or he might have been injured. Um, back in 2018 when we saw, like, Beloit and Quad Cities, yep, I think. Yep. Bukowskis was on that team, on the Quad Cities team, but mm-hmm. he might have been injured at that time. Yeah. But uh, – Interesting how, you know, those those connections run years right. later. Absolutely. Um, Jack, let's talk about real quick, let's talk about the Giants really quick. So I was at the Giants uh today and um I had a v- interesting thing that happened um that I think is like podcast worthy uh to talk about. Um I, I get out to the bus and I'm the only one there and the game had just let out. The bus driver who always leaves the on the first bus um was there he was standing outside just standing he was talking to um the the rifleman is that what we ended up calling him jack the rifleman which uh which which guy are you referring to i'm sorry the 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 security guard with the gun oh sure yeah i know who you're talking about i i think we we called him the big gun i i like the rifleman better even though he carries a pistol (laughs) yeah right 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 yeah um that's right um so the big gun the rifleman whatever um he was he was there talking to uh the bus driver who we always see um and when we say that, I think the most notorious thing that we, he did was he did the hot chip challenge yep. with someone um, at the bus, like the very first, maybe the very first time we tried to graph or something. Yeah, it was. Very, it was very, a tw- that twin series. Yeah, very, very early on. Um, and so um, so that guy, he's always there. He's always wearing um, a hat of the team uh, he's driving for. And um, he's never, he we've seen him talk. He no, he always talks to the, the other Cubs staff. I've seen him talk to people like fans who are standing there maybe once or twice, but he never, he's never talked to us, but he's got to know us. He has to know that we're always down Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Um, so he just hasn't talked to us yet. Um, there was a funny in- interaction that happened um, where this old guy in his own right, probably in his like 60s, 70s, he had like long stringy gray hair. Um, he was pushing a wheelchair with an even older guy in it. And it seemed like maybe it was his dad or something. I don't know. But like, so they were maybe like 70 and 90 or something or 68 and 92 or something. <laughs> it was, it was a weird like combo, but this guy is wearing a Cubs jersey, just got out of the game. He's, he's wheeling this, this old, 
like really old guy in the wheelchair and he's heading right for the barricade right by the buses and he goes like hey move these barricades i gotta get through and um and uh the the bus driver goes like i can't move we can't move these and the guy goes bullshit you can't i i can't get this guy down here we got i gotta get through and he's like hey buddy like i i you know like we can't move them. Like the buses are here. Like, you know, we can't do it. And the guy goes like, Oh, who the hell are these buses for? Like, what are you doing? Like, I got to get through. And so, um, the big gun, uh, comes over and he's like, sir, there's a ramp right here. I can help you or I'll show you. And then they go away and the bus driver comes over to me and he's like, what the hell is that? He's like that man, that old man. He's like, man, you don't have to be so mean and nasty. He's like, just mean right away yelling at people doesn't even know what the hell's going on like what is he thinking man like he's just nasty like yelling at people for no reason he doesn't even know what 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 the deal is and i was like signifying with him because this guy we had this actually brought us together and i was saying like yeah what what the heck is he thinking like you know what i say like what do you think these buses are just here just for fun and he looks at me and he's like yeah right 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 exactly and uh so we connected on that um, and he's and the guy, the bus driver was just shaking his head. He's like, man, it's just guys just yelling at people like for no reason. And, um, the, the, the rifleman comes back over and, uh, the bus driver goes like, man, that guy was talking some shit, man. And, uh, <laughs> and the rifleman goes like, yeah, man, he was talking shit all the way, even to me. And he's like, and I'm, and I'm standing here helping to the guy. And he's like, they got no one here to help people. And he's like, well, what do you think I'm doing? Like, I'm helping you. And then and he's like, the guy was giving me shit the whole time. And he's like, his wife was there. And his wife said, sir, thank you so much for your help. We really appreciate it. And then the rifleman says to the bus driver, he's like, I'll tell you what, she's going to outlive that guy. That's for sure. <laughs> like, like, like this guy's just miserable. And like, she's going to outlive him, you know. And uh, so then they were, we were like, kind of like all like laughing about that. It was just crazy because this guy came out so fucking hot. Um, it's like, move these barricades. It's like, <laughs> I, I like dude. that he said, bullshit. He did. That was like the the one part I'm like like I I know that I got correct. He's like bullshit. I got to get this guy through here. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it was really goofy and like, but it was cool that it brought me and the bus driver together. Um. So so Jack, like, so that was cool. That was one like kind of like step in the right direction. Yeah, Jack, that's, you haven't. That's a big oh, threshold to cross, man. He's never t- he's never interacted with us. Yeah, so at this point, that was like the final final frontier. It's like now we like are in with like everyone down there. Yeah. So, so that's good. Um, but so so that happened. The, the bus driver walked away or whatever, and like I'm standing there still. And so get this, Jack. Like you've never tried to graph um on getaway day, um this season, but it's it it really sucks. Like I've yeah. only done it in situations where I haven't been able to make any of the other games or whatever, or I'm just like going to all the games. And so today I was I was at the game and whatever so i decided to stick around but i had very low hopes i was just trying to get Dwayne kuiper to be yep. quite honest and so the bus driver comes up to me and he kind of does the thing where he walks right towards he walks right up to me but he doesn't look at me and then he stands next to me and he's looking away from me and he goes like i'm gonna let you in on a little secret man if you're trying to get the players you should go back by the second bus man wow uh and i was like Oh yeah, thanks man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for that tip. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I've I've noticed the pattern that they don't come up here. I go like I say like I'm actually trying to get one of the announcers. And he's like, "Oh, okay. Okay." And he's like, "Well, you know, I was, even still like they might be third bus cuz he's like, you know, it's like it's like uh front office players media. So, you know, they might be coming there." He's like, "But uh, you know, maybe wait and see what the first couple of guys do and and see and i'm like i'm like yeah that's what i was thinking about doing thank you though thanks for the tip you know yeah so i was like very like 
you know, effusive in my, in my think thinking hit this guy. But, uh, that was also like a huge thing. Like he, like he gave a tip and not, not even the security guards do that. Like they don't, they'll, they'll try to like, you know, maybe intimate something, but like, they're not even like giving those kinds of tips away. No, no. I feel like so. they, they never, they never say anything. Um, no. And I almost like think that they can't, they won't even like confirm that players are coming there sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh that's pretty huge, man. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal. Um, I will say not to take any thunder away from this though, but the actual like the 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 Giants um like you know traveling secretary guy I think like every we've we've said this before, but every team has one. It's like a guy who comes out. He's wearing a lot of times like warm up gear for the team, or they're wearing like a a, a shirt like a a collared shirt and like slacks. Yeah. Um. Or like a, a polo and like and like slacks and khakis. Yeah, like a, a um, team polo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Each of these guys have, you know, each teams have one of these guys. This guy actually, he was coming up to the the bus too, and he was saying like, "Hey, uh, just so you guys know, if you're trying to get players, like they're gonna come around the other side, so like, you know, you might want to go down there." And I said to the guy, "I'm like, I'm like, what about announcers? Announcers coming here?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." So he gave me a tip, like, nice. you know, just stay where I was for the announcers. Uh, as it turns out, Kuiper did come out, and I called for him, and he. He didn't. He didn't respond. He he waved. He said hi to me yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but to but today he he was kind of like stone faced and I, you know, Kuiper used to be a player and he's he's kind of, he's not a homer in the sense that Hawk Harrelson is, but he's he's a Giants guy, longtime Giants guy, and I think he was pissed that the Giants got swept. I think sure. everyone was pretty pissed. So I think he and I was also wearing my South Bend Cubs hat because I wasn't sure if I was going to try to graph and. So I think all of that, that was the one time where I think it actually mattered that I wasn't wearing like a neutral hat. I was actually and, wearing a Cubs Yeah, hat. and the one time it mattered that the team won or lost. You know, who knows, yeah. man? If they would have swept that series, he might have signed for you. Right. I mean, it, I kind of think the Cubs killed the Giants like uh, from the playoffs sure. with the sweep is is bad. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But um, that was – it might have been the dagger in their season. So I think Kuiper was not happy. Um, he did – like I said, he gave me a wave yesterday. Um, and I think he was kind of saying that the the bus was leaving, so I, I I couldn't get him, but um, but yeah, so um, yeah, they the 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 bus the guy for the Giants was actually like helping people out too. Um, so it was an interesting experience, yeah, for sure. Um, so Jack, I, this is old news at this point, but we got a little time. I so it's like we should. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say about the the shooting at the White Sox stadium, but um, it it would seem weird for us to not even mention it on yeah. the podcast. What's messed I up mean, is that I was at the game the night before it happened. Um, yeah, and if I hadn't gone back to like I, I visited my folks on Friday and Saturday that week, but if I hadn't gone back there, I might have gone to the game on Friday too. Well, Jack, if I had remembered that it was Vanilla Ice concert, I I, I mean, I might have went with my wife or yeah. like. I would have suggested at the very least that me and you go because yeah. like we, we would have had to have watched that fucking vanilla ice show. Absolutely. Um, I had a manager at work who went to the game. She's a Cubs fan, but she went to that. She, I, I saw her that morning and she's like, yeah, we're going to that game. Cause we're going to see the, the vanilla ice show. So like they were, they were there. Um, I haven't had a chance to talk to her since then, but, um, but yeah, like, you know, there's that video, there's like video that the white Sox released of like the kind of like the hubbub around what happened after the, the gun went off and I mean, I think the only thing that we can say that hasn't been said yet, Jack, is that like they should have came to us for comment yeah. about about the uh about the White Sox because we've been talking about this for five years now at this point. Yeah. Like 
um, about the, the ridiculous security at the White Sox. Um, you know, and like we, you know, we, I, I said it to you, but it's like, they're more concerned about someone getting a second t-shirt. And the, meanwhile, people are coming in with fucking guns in their, you know, <laughs> under their breasts or something, whatever. <laughs> so like, you know, I, I'm like, I guarantee you, like someone just waltzed right in with a fucking gun. Of course they did at, at that stadium with that security. So like, yeah, we, we, you know. we've gotten in, we got in a game there without even getting our tickets scanned. Yeah. Yeah. They, we had to like, I had to tell them that like to scan my ticket because they didn't scan the ticket. So it's like, yeah, man, I'm not surprised that someone made it in with a whole freaking gun, you know? No. <laughs> so that, yeah, I wish I, you know, it's damn it, man. It's like, if we had a little more exposure, we could have been the, the source, you know, the expert, uh, on, on this situation, but yeah, um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Um, and you know what, what, a, what a terrible thing. Like you go to a baseball game and you get shot. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's unthinkable. Uh, but, uh, yeah, also, also no surprise. Um, who knows, man, maybe, maybe it was the same guy and girl who like, you know, who let that person with the gun in, you know, who, who wanted to bust, bust me for that t-shirt. Um, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Y- you never know. I was actually right near that section too, where I sat on the night before too. Oh, um, really? Oh yeah. 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 We sat, we sat in left field. So, um, yeah. Yeah, messed up all around, but uh, yeah, it happened. Oh, hey, and hey, at least the White Sox aren't in any Otani uh, race. So yeah, right. They don't have to worry about trying to explain that one to Otani because they're just not gonna <laughs> even try for him. So yeah, cool. Um, yeah. yeah, one last thing, Jeremy. You you uh, you showed me one of the custom cards that you made, uh, Michael Fulmer. So yeah, so um, one of my buddies who I who I graph with at South Bend Cubs games. Um, well, it, it wasn't even really him, but. Um, some someone at I went to a South Bend Cubs game a couple weeks ago, and they had at the time they had Matt Shaw the the first uh, over the first pick, uh, first round draft pick by the Cubs this uh, this draft this year's draft. He he was at double he was at high A for a very brief time, but obviously didn't have any cards, um, not even any like perfect game like high school cards like no cards whatsoever. So some guys made custom cards of his. And um, we went, ran into a guy who had some custom cards at the um, at the Royals game, I believe, um, or maybe it was like maybe I forget who it, it was. was. The, I think it was the Orioles. Yeah, the or yeah, I guess it was the Orioles. Yeah, um, yeah, because he had Brandon Hyde. Um, so so yeah, so like we and I talked a little bit to this guy because I've I've dabbled a little in like in like designing custom cards. I have some you know middling Photoshop skills. Um, but my friend at South Bend told me about this app. It's called Rookies, and um, you can um, down. It's just an, an iPhone app. You just download, and like it has templates, um, pre-made templates, and you upload a picture. You 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 change. You edit the text, and um, you get the. You can like make these custom cards. Now I so I made a bunch of these custom cards. Um, for like a lot of Cubs guys that we don't get. And I, I, I ended up making some of like some man, I made like a Derek Shelton one and, um, a Brian Anderson one for the Brewers, uh, the, uh, the announcer, Brian Anderson. And, um, it's kind of funny because like on some of those, you can upload the actual logo and like you upload pictures from like Getty images and stuff. And it's like the fine print says like, you know, you cannot use copywritten, stuff but i think it's just like they just put it out there for their own um you know for their to cover their ass and you know people just do what they please so i i did like order a lot of these custom cards with freaking copywritten stuff on them and like they printed them they're in the mail right now they're going to be here friday so 
I'm excited to get those. They will be good for graphing. And does I'm not sure if it's going to help. I think I'll get them in time to try for like one homestand with the Cubs. Um, so so we'll try. I'll try. But um, you know, for next year, I think it'll be pretty cool. We might be able to make some custom cards of like some of these guys who don't have cards. Yeah. So um, yeah, we'll see how what the quality looks like. I saw some in South Bend and they look pretty damn good. So like, um, yeah, I'll I'll see what the 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 quality is like. Um, but it was like fourteen bucks for like. 20 cards nice man so yeah so um we'll see how they turn out but uh yeah next episode i can give an, an update on that but uh they they the mock-ups of them look really cool so i'm excited yeah and the fulmer promise was on that michael fulmer one too so <laughs> yeah you can edit the text on the back you can add like fun facts and stuff yeah. or, or stats if you want and i just wrote like the fulmer promise so <laughs> I would love to get him on that and love for him to, to see that. So. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, well, nice. Yeah, I think that's going to be all the time that we have. Uh, we're going to try to make it out to the stadium for some graphing. Uh, I'll be at a couple of the games for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Jeremy, you'll be there on Saturday. I don't think I will, but I'm going to graph. So we'll uh, we'll have some overlap and uh, uh, yeah. probably uh, uh, enough to report uh, next week for an episode. Yeah, I think we'll we'll be able to do a, a D-backs graphing episode. So look for that, hopefully, coming next week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for this week, uh, uh, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sikowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.